0: Welcome to the season podcast. My name is Joseph Bezi, and what this is a platform for everyday Christians sharing their everyday lives and how they do life with Christ in the world. And today I'm joined by Mr. Clive yakuzzi Hey, yeah, man, this thing was supposed to happen. I don't know how many months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's been t- whose fault was it? Whose fault was it? It was not my fault. Um, what I can say, I what-
1: blame Joe. I blame yeah. Joe. You know how, like. <laughs> In where people are like Dude let's meet up for coffee Yeah That thing happens On different levels And on different scales So when it's like Dude let's do that podcast together It's the same thing as Let's do coffee Yes, we're, yes. When we're saying it We're like agreeing Like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Ah. we we'll walk yeah. away from that conversation <laughs> <laughs> It's not gonna happen
0: Yeah <laughs> man So Usually I just kickstart this podcast Is just asking The same question That I ask all my guests Yeah is, What's the biggest lesson That you're learning In the current season That you're in The current season that I'm in Yeah Um,
1: the biggest lesson I've learned is that there are no, and this is a broad statement Mm. and I'll qualify it a little bit. There are no generational curses, only generational habits. So like I'm finding that in my day-to-day life, I am changing certain habits Mm -hmm. that ultimately will result in a better life not only for myself for the but for the generations to come. And so whenever I wake up in the morning, I'm so cognizant of that. I'm so aware of hey, w- what I'm doing today is mm. going to affect not only my future but the future of the nyakudzis that'll follow. Yeah. Not only that, the future of maybe young Christians, mm. you know, years from now will look back on some of the habits that we created some of the habits that we choose every single day mm. and that is what is going to change things you know sometimes people are like yeah uh, alcohol is a generational case it's not it's not it's the habit of drinking that mm. causes alcoholism mm. that then you know what i'm saying the, the net effect of everybody having this bad habit of going to the tavern every friday yeah is what causes the net effect of your family not having men that lead mm. you know you know women that aren't living um you know up to their purpose and things like that it's the habits and mm. so in this season of my life now i am deliberately inserting habits into my life that'll make change for generations to come
0: sure that's very interesting i've never heard that before to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> it's just, again it's,
1: that's what i'm saying is this something that i've, I've yeah, just been
0: pondering on the past and i think it, it's just making me think that you know i think Sometimes we over-spiritualize things, you know. Oh, 100%. In a sense that it could be, you just need to start doing having a routine, you know. Mm. You're praying and you're like, oh, Lord, I've been sowing seed. And I'm not against all these things that you right, right, right. should do, you know. Yeah. But you find that, I remember listening to this other sermon this other day. This guy was saying, like, it was so straight up. He's like, yeah. you just need to do better planning with your finances. Right. That's what your breakthrough is. You thought it a little bit like no, and he's like no, that's a breakthrough. You yeah. just need to make better decisions. You need yeah. to save more. Yeah, you know, you need to calculate how many things you're spending that like you shouldn't be spending on. Yeah, you find that it's a lot of money. Like you
1: and and the thing is, we like to over spiritualize the things that how can I put it? Sometimes we over spiritualize things that we know don't require rubber meets the road type of effort from us mm. so like even those people that like to like go like ah no, nah, it's like a it's like it's a because when you say it's a curse it means okay if it's a curse then whose responsibility is to br- is it to break that thing so if yeah. we as a whole family are like now nah, ah, we've got a curse no one really goes okay cool i'm gonna do things every single day to change mm. it so like for, for for me, like high blood pressure is not a generational curse. It just means we have to eat better. Like, yeah, like there's just certain things that we need to do every single day that I think will make the difference. Galatians says that you know God is not marked for whatever a man sows that he shall reap. That mm. applies to everything. Mm. So if people want to over-spiritualize things, look at that scripture. Whatever a man sows, that KFC that you're eating, <laughs> you're gonna reap. Like, Do you see what I'm trying to say? Really true, so so for me, I, I'm I'm very much like in that, and maybe it's because I'm getting a little bit older where the uh the 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 sentimentality around our Christianity mm. that we like to sit around, we wax eloquent about it, and you know, I'm I'm starting to the mask is falling on that type of hyper spirituality for me mm. where I go like You know, I, at least for my, my, my close friends and stuff, I'm, I really want to check in on like, how's your prayer life? Yeah. Are you still reading the word? Yeah. Hey man, I haven't seen you at church recently. Mm. Like those are things that are going to, you know, change that, that'll, that'll affect. But anyway.
0: Yeah. So I think these kind of stuff come up as the more you're growing, you know, Mm. the more you start thinking about these things, but the clive that you are right now also Mm -hmm. has been affected by the clive you were or how you grew up, you know? Sure. So with you, like the environment that you grew up in, how do you think it affected who you are, you know, yeah. today? Like now you, I hear you're saying you're very order, structured and everything, yeah. but how did the environment you grew up in affect the person that you are today? Yeah. So to quote Nadia Nakai, <laughs> I'm am wow. a,
1: a, <laughs> a first-gen Shona kid. So I'm a first-generation, uh, you know, Shona kid who was born in South Africa mm. um had a you know a tswana mom but my father is is Sh- I'm shona mm. you know we're mm. from zim and so the way I grew up is it was that dichotomy of like I'm in South Africa mm. and like my dad is sort of the only shona speaking person in the house mm. but when we go and spend time with family I'm spending time predominantly with my Mafi King Tswana family. So, uh, growing up, I identified as a Tswana boy. I, mm. I never identified as as a Shona kid, and so, but I think my parents did a great job of marrying the two. Mm. And so, uh, and I was blessed. Man, look, my my dad's a pastor, so I grew up in a Christian household. I grew mm. up we prayed before we ate like and even to this day like i feel guilty when i like take a chip out of the mcdonalds like without having a quick prayer. prayer like, gotta do, gotta do a quick prayer say <laughs> lord i'm sorry like i grew up like that so sure. i'm uh, so i grew up in a in a in a in a home that made me very aware of the fact that god is there so there were, i always had a reverential fear of god when i was younger i was scared so everything I did, that's why as a kid, I wasn't a naughty kid because I was always aware mm. and mm. Like so, so whatever I did, I always I always had that thing of like there's gonna be consequences beyond my parents finding out. And mm. so don't get me wrong, I was still there were times where I was kid. like a bad kid. Yeah. But I I was I was really blessed that I knew that the Lord was there. So when I was very, very young, it was this, I was scared because mm. God was watching everything. The older mm. I got, it became a reverential fear of God. It became like this awareness that God is always there. So how I treat my neighbor, how, do I, how I treat my friends, how I treat that kind of stuff has informed who I am today. And so that was really my upbringing. It mm. wasn't very strict. My dad was like super duper chilled. Like I grew up, uh, we were the first black family to move in on our street. Sure. In nineteen ninety, I want to say six or seven. So that was an experience on its own. Yeah. So and everybody else in our street was Afrikaans and white, mm. but we formed a friendship with with the with this family, the De Beer family, who were right up the road on the cul de sac. And my dad was cool. He was like, "Oh, you want to go?" Because you know how you know white mm. families are different. White families are like. Clive, come sleep over at our house. Yeah. Whereas that doesn't really, you know, my dad was like, cool. And and I grew up like that. And that's yeah. how my dad always trusted me. And his trust in me was based on the fact that he had taught myself and my sisters the fear of the Lord. Yeah. And so that upbringing has sort of informed kind of my decisions and the way I live my life now. And I understand mm-hmm. that not everybody has that privilege. sure, uh, But I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for it.
0: That's very, that's very interesting, man. And mm-hmm. I, I'm i just remembering like before we actually started shooting, you we were talking about um, a, a bit about the music industry and yeah. stuff, but it makes me think about desires, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you had you have desires. You, sure. You have desires of stuff you want to do. Yeah. And you're not very public about this, but yeah. you're, you're in full-time ministry. I am. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's public. <laughs> yeah. Now, now it's, it's public. public. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... A lot of people have this idea that when mm-hmm. you, I don't even want to say full-time, let me let me just mm-hmm. take that back. When you are pursuing your purpose yeah. in life, whatever it is, could be a football or whatever, yeah. but whatever your purpose is, a lot of people think that you don't have personal desires that you had to set aside. Right. Yeah. Right. So for you, what are some of the personal desires you had to set aside to be like, I'm going to pursue purpose, you sure. know, whatever that is, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for me, uh, for me, it's very easy, bro. When I was uh, 18, mm. I was fully convinced, like 100% convinced that I was going to be the next president of South Africa, like yeah. 100%. 18. Like I, I was 18. It was the time when like Barack Obama as well was starting uh. to start his ascension. And, and so I was like, and I was like, I'm going to study law and I want to get into politics and, you know and that's really what I wanted to do. That's what I felt I was called to do. And so I hedged all of my bets on that. I was like, mm. okay, cool. That's the Clive that I want to be. Yeah. And um and I went to Vitz, um first year, second year, and something about it even though I wanted it and I could see it because I was seeing other friends of mine who were studying law that were really passionate about law, Mm. very, very passionate about it. And I just didn't have that same passion. I didn't have that same desire, you know, but I, but strangely enough, I wanted everything that that came with, you know, the cool, uh, the, 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 the accolade of, of being, you know, Mm. known as a lawyer, Mm. you know, uh, you know, joining a youth league Mm. and, you know, and I mean, at that point, we were protesting and stuff. Like yeah. we were, uh Feesmas Four was while I was in varsity. Like there's a picture that I took in Bram. It's on my Instagram page where uh, th- everybody was kind of marching over Mandela Bridge. And it's like this awesome picture. Like So I was like, you know what I mean? I was right there in the thick of it. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Mm. And in my third year, God just called me, bro. god just called me and and those desires of being like someone who was um in politics someone who could benefit from that kind of in not industry but career Mm. all those desires had to take a back seat all that um a a, a desire as well to want to speak on those subjects Mm. right Openly without fear of hey, what's the church going to say? Yeah. All of that had to die. Yeah. And I had to go like, you know what? I feel cold And so I think that for me is one of the biggest things that I was like, I that desire, I guess, is gone now. Purpose you know? comes with a price, man. I'm it just does. thinking about it right hey, now. Yeah, it comes speaking. with a big price, bro. It comes <laughs> yeah. with a big price. But, and I mean, look, here's the thing it's like. And now, retrospectively, mm. it's like nice. Like, okay, but look at my life now. Yeah. But at the time, this was the reality. I left law school. And then I think that very next year, I saw some of my friends start to graduate. Mm. I'm sitting at home. Mm. I get it. The mm. Lord mm. called mm. me. Mm. Like, I, I, <laughs> I get from I, I heard, heard, the, from, Lord. I heard I, the Lord. <laughs> I'm watching people with that kudu there. You yeah. know that mascot there. Yeah. People are doing their photo shoots on the great hall steps at VITs, And I'm sitting and I'm going, ah me i said god called me Mm -hmm. and like that thing hurt bro that was like painful to see and i mean it didn't it's not like it got better after that
0: yeah straight
1: after that even when i first got into full-time ministry it's not like i got into full-time ministry and got to do what i'm doing now i got in and i was doing admin i was like filing stuff while i'm filing stuff I'm seeing my more of my friends graduate from law school. I'm seeing them buy cars. I'm seeing Big them, moves, fit you know, their first apartments. Mm. I'm still staying with my with my family, dude. It was, it's that thing, and and I think I believe it's in that gap where everybody kind of makes the the mistakes. The mistakes happen in the frustration in the gap yeah. between you leaving that desire. Mm and then the little gap between you finally uh, stepping into your co- I think that's where most of the mistakes kind of It's funny happen. that you're
0: saying that if that's the place where is most crucial it's funny that it's not talked about at all never i never hear people say like hey man like you following what god's it's going to get hard yeah i never hear that like i always hear oh man yeah you know you just need to follow the voice of god whatever he's calling you to do but i think if more people talked about that the mm-hmm. realities of it Hmm. I think it would be something to rest in when you're in it. Because yeah. when you're in there, you're going to be like, oh, I remember Clive did tell me that. Yeah. It gets tough, you know.
1: It it gets tough, man. And yeah. you you have to, like, again, it's like that thing of, like, do you know that it was, did, did, <laughs> did God really did say? Did God say, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's very important as well. Because yeah. there's some people, you know, the Bible says, um, uh, you know, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mm. mind, so that you will be able to test and approve mm. what God's will is. His good, pleasing, per- and perfect, perfect will. will. Yeah. And so, some people like there's a perfect will that God has for people, mm. and I feel sometimes people either settle for His good will.
0: Mm.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I think, oh, the, oh, His pleasing will. Mm. But I just decided, like, Lord, I want your perfect will for my life Mm. and when i decided that i was like cool even if i'm scourging in the couch for like 10 rand to get to the church you know like that's what i'm gonna have to do because i know lord i know in my heart i i felt it i i know that that was
0: no one can convince Uh, no one can convince me
1: otherwise and and like again thankfully now I'm seeing the fruit of all of it. Mm. I'm seeing the fruit of all of it. And so again, like I understand there's people that are at that place. There are people that are like, dude, but my parents are paying for me to be in varsity. But I'm I'm not I'm not supposed to. No and I tell people all the time, be, yeah. just because I dropped out of law school, <laughs> don't you dare, bro. I don't be, did it. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't want parents coming to me and saying, hey, you told my kid, he mustn't be a doctor. No, you need to hear the Lord for yourself. Exactly. And then I, I think it makes that. That gap a little bit easier to
0: navigate, yeah. you know. And then from there you transition into ministry. You said you were doing a lot of admin at first and yeah. all that. Yeah. Obviously, there were expectations of you mm-hmm. from yourself, right? Which are still there, you know, um, expectations from other people, and I guess these that they're still there. Yeah. How do you How do you find the balance? I remember the other day we were at church, and I was just saying like, Yo, I don't know how you not get overwhelmed, like mm-hmm. with so many things, moving pieces at the same time. Yeah. But how do you find the balance of meeting people's expectations, doing what God has called you to do, Yeah. and maintaining, like, a relationship? Because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, it's it's about the relationship with Christ, you know, right. so how do you piece it all together? Yeah.
1: yeah it, you know what? It actually, I, I sort of had the realization, must have been like 2017 or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I I just started... Sort of like preaching, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, a little bit at the youth and people were like, dude, why don't you take your, why don't you take your sermons and put them on SoundCloud, bro? (laughs) Why don't you get someone to film it while you preach and then put it on YouTube, bro? Get yourself out there. And I heard this guy say this thing to me. And obviously he was being a friend of mine. He was going like, dude, I think you've got a gift. I think you should, you know? And I went home Mm. and I even spoke to the sound guys at the church. Dude, send me the MP3 of Mm. my sermon. And while I'm busy there trying to like log into SoundCloud and post this thing, like, it's like, I heard God so loud mm. tell me. And, and it's like, it's like, I heard the, the name Isaac, you know, mm. and how Abraham had this promise of this child, mm. waited a very long time. The child came. So, I gave you a promise. I get it. Yeah. Now the promise is fulfilled. The kid is there. And God says, that's nice. I want him back. And the way Abram was able to go like, okay. Begin to take the word. I mean, yeah. it took preparation. He was like, he he wasn't, Abram wasn't pump faking. He wasn't like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he was like, no, I've got word for the fire. I've got and, and he started He was to, ready. He was ready. Had he started, knife. To, <laughs> started to make his way up because he was going like, Lord, you promised me this, this child. And the fact that you're saying you want you want me to do this, it means that technically this child was never mine to begin with. Mm. And sometimes when God gives you a promise like that thing, it's it's God's purpose for your life. It's eventually going to glorify mm. Him anyway. And so while I was sitting there trying to go on to SoundCloud to upload this thing, like it's like I could I, I heard the Lord say, "Clive, your public speaking ministry is not yours." At any time, I can say, Kisa. And if you're holding on to it tight, if I'm going to build my own little monument, if I'm going to build my own little platform of me preaching on YouTube and SoundCloud, Mm. when God says, delete all of that stuff, delete your YouTube, delete your SoundCloud, am I going to be able to? And so I just learned immediately, I need to hold my gift with open arms Mm. so that God can go like, hey, man, I need this. Mm. You know, hey, hey, I, 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 Clive, I feel like it's it's causing pride in your heart. I'm taking it away. Mm. I need to be, oh, I always need to be in that place. And so, because of that realization, I've always gone like, while I'm here, I know that like, I can't pretend, I can't act, I can't, uh, uh um, give people the impression. That mm. anything that is happening is because of me. Uh, Never. Gotcha. So that's that's why that's yeah. why I don't take things personally. So while you're in ministry and maybe you'll know a little bit of it, there's like a lot of stuff that happens. Is you know we're in different rooms, we're talking to a lot of people. People say things, yeah. and and some sometimes people take that stuff personally and they derail their whole calling, their whole future based on something somebody said. Just because that person might have been having a bad day, and the next day they've changed their mind. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? People are making destiny-defining decisions based on very temporal things. Mm. And if you realize that this thing that you have, this gift that you have, this calling that you have was never yours to start with, sure. You know what I mean? You'll yeah. take the pressure off. Yeah. And so I've I just decided I'm gonna live a pressure pressureless life in ministry. I'm not going to like hoard my gifts. I'm not so if the Lord says you're gonna need to go there, I'm going there. Mm. If you you gotta do, I'm doing that. If I need to submit in this area, I'm submitting in that area. And sure. let me tell you something: there's been so much freedom in there So mm. much freedom in
0: that. Mm. Mm. That's hectic, man. I think, yeah, you must, you must. But you said you don't want to put out the the content for yourself. <laughs> I was gonna say you must put out the content. <laughs> <You want>? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was gonna derail you now.
0: <laughs> you're already saying uh, like, nah, the Lord has put me on <laughs> the path. But you maybe a it.
1: podcast, not no, because no, that 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 whole thing, I could see what the guy was saying. And 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 here's the thing: it like it happens a lot, specifically for people that do any sort of public ministry, whether yeah. they lead worship or they they speak on stage or whatever. Yeah, there's always people that will come to you. It happened to me the other day in our in our foyer there at church. Someone just came to me and they were like, "The Lord is saying you're going to be an evangelist to the nations." And you know, yeah. now I've been in I've been in the game long enough to know, hey man, I, sometimes the Lord has spoken to people, now, but the people that have heard from the Lord. When they say things over my life, the Lord is backing up with some sort of scripture. Mm. People that come and just say stuff, I, me, I go like, hey, thanks, brother. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. But I don't, because those are the things that cause people to like think, yeah, if I'm supposed to be an evangelist to the nation, God, why am I here? Why? Yeah. Yeah, I'm being underused.
0: Mm, I'm underappreciated.
1: I'm, and then you begin to think you're bigger than what God has established in our case at our church for 43 years. Mm. It's dangerous. It's very, very, very dangerous. Mm. So, yeah, man. Hey, look, that's protected me and I've found great freedom in living yeah. that way. I
0: can, imagine, I can imagine the emotional toll, mm-hmm. you know, of so many transitions in your life and because you have the expe- expectation of following the Lord, things are going to be big quickly, you know? Yeah. And you had to you had to grind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's the, another thing that people don't talk about that yeah. just because you're cold doesn't mean you're going to, In it's going to fall in your lap. Sure. Like, everything's just going to be like, ah, oh, no. Yeah, I'm called. I'm David. You know, everything is <laughs> easy for me or whatever. But I think the reality is that sometimes you're just going to need to start low. Yeah, you know, even yeah. even I think the higher you go, the, it's the more lower you're going mm. actually because you're serving people right, more and more people right. You know, but um, just to take it off a tangent a bit, um, mm-hmm. as a man, right? And I think this is a conversation that you are very about, but. Yeah. Over the years, what are some of the emotional barriers that the Lord had to break down within you? You know, like as a man, yeah. we usually hear, no, you have to keep things to yourself. Mm. You shouldn't do all these things. Yeah. What are the, some of the things that the Lord needed to confront, not only for you, but yeah. to help you in your marriage as well? You know, right. transition into that, the relationships with people you have around you. Yeah, You know, um, what are some of the things that he confronted in you? Yeah. I think a big thing was
1: like pride. For, for but pride that i had established as a way to protect myself so um during that season of my life like 17 18 or whatever yeah. went through some really hectic family stuff that basically left me on my own mm. so what i then became was i became this lone wolf who was like cool dude i'm not going to get the support from my parents or whatever but i'm not going to make an excuse of that mm. I'm just going to do this my, myself. And, yeah. and so I hit the ground running hard. We were like, I was rapping at the time. Um, I was doing, uh, I forgot what else. I, I was just doing stuff, but I was doing it all by myself. Mm. And I wouldn't let people in. And I just believe, nah, I got it. I know my story, blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. And a lot of that was pride. It, it helped me in some areas To but, but, but it it also became dangerous, and then um, I met my friends. I met the guys from the Lyrical Disciples, Garabo, Luke's mm. Freeze, and these guys were rapping at the time. And because again, I had that pride, I was like. H-. And at the time, I wasn't doing <laughs> Christian hip hop. I was yeah. uh, I was doing like worldly hip hop. Yeah, I was like y'all don't know how to rap. You guys don't know what you're <laughs> talking about, bro. I was like that kind of guy. Yeah. But what the Lyrical Disciples were for me, were like friends. Mm. They were like my friends. We would like hang out at Luke's house, like in Edenvale after church for like hours eating ham sandwiches, talking about how we loved music, talking mm. about how we lo- and the Lord broke that thing down and kind of like took the calluses off my heart because I became so um so hardened by mm. life that I was like, oh, the reality is it's every man for himself. But then when I met these dudes that would like that would like go the extra mile. Like I remember Carabo mm. like he would, we'd go, cause he was the only one that was working at the time. We'd go out to the movies and Carabo would like always pay for for me to go, you sure. know? Luke's, Luke's had uh, this Toyota Taz of his and we drove to youth week the one year and we were just packed in that car and we we're going up to Michalisburg and there's a little bit of like a hill and the car was struggling to make it up the hill, but we did it together. Mm. And the Lord broke that down in my character and gave you know he turned my heart of stone into a, a heart of flesh yeah you know and those guys really opened that up for me and once that happened it i became more sort of people-centered i i i wanted to myself this in the same way that those guys did that for me i wanted to do that for more people and so i wanted to 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 become a little bit more uh um uh relatable in terms of like people. I didn't yeah. want to be so by myself. Nah, it's gotta be exclusive. I didn't want that anymore. And it was all because of, it was pride that I had. Mm. And that was a big thing that he dealt, uh, he dealt with, with me. And I, I think I've benefited from it. You know, there, were, there was another pastor who came from the States. Um, he actually passed away this year, Pastor Warren Beamer. And he's awesome, man. He came to to teach at our church and on a Friday he um, he came to youth. Mm. He was like, "Hey man, I want to hear you speak, man." Like he was sure. great, and so he heard me speak, preached on a Friday night, um, and afterwards he was like, "You have an incredible gift. You mm. have an incredible like call on your life, like like." And he's and he said to me, he's like. You have the type of gift that's automatic. It's like seeing a sports star on a field that everybody agrees. You see that guy there; that guy yeah, is good. Yeah. But he said to me, Clive, that's a problem. He's like, you're so good that it will blind you. Hmm. And he said, you have a great, like, you have a great heart for preaching, but you don't have a pastoral heart. Hmm. You, you. So, so he and he broke it down to the point where he's like, when I was listening to even your altar call. Your altar call was was a very preachy altar call. It wasn't a pastoral altar call. Mm. There was no heart behind. Hey, these people's souls, yeah, you know, are at stake. These like- people could go to hell. Like, mm. like he, he was like, you don't have that thing, and you need to. And he said to me, "It'll come, but I want you to be aware of it." And all of that stuff was based on pride. And when I started, Began to kind of break that down. I became I became more vulnerable. Mm. My life changed. Soon after that, Robson and I started dating. We're married. The mm. rest is history, you know. So pride. Pride was a very big thing for me, bro.
0: You're, you're like, you've lived, man. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. <laughs> I'm hearing these things, like these encounters you have. <laughs> like it's, it's yeah, it's really, it's really a lot. And I think a lot of people, a lot of men don't talk about like pride. You know, mm. like I... I, I had a problem with pride, you mm-hmm. know, because I also think in marriage, it conf- it's confronted yeah, very quickly. Like it's confronted that your problem areas are confronted in marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like there are a lot of things I thought like, nah, I'm not this person until mm-hmm. I got married. And I'm like, actually, yeah. I'm this person and I can't run away because where where do I go? Where are you going to go?
1: <laughs> where <you> gonna go? <laughs> now, again, there's some people that believe you you do have a place to go. Yeah. there's some uh, you know it's like one of those things where like we we've just i heard another pastor said a week ago at a conference he's like him and his wife they're just like they're they're married forever so like divorce is never an option it, yeah it'll never be an like this is for the long run mm. and so it's like yeah like if you want do you want to hold on to that pride forever because we're going to be married forever yeah <laughs> you know what i mean do you want to hold on to change. that thing forever because we've decided that we're going to be in it forever so yeah man i'm really grateful that the lord dealt with that thing in me bro. sure and he's and is still dealing with mm. is still dealing with because it still creeps up
0: yeah still creeps i up can imagine mm. what a, like i always wonder especially um being in ministry as well you know yeah uh because I always think when someone's saying I'm going into full-time ministry, I'm always like, Yeah, you're very brave, man. <laughs> I think yeah. our our apostle once even said that he discourages people from going into ministry. Yeah, like, my man. Like he because it's a serious thing, you know. Mm. Mm. Um, but besides that, what are some of the misconceptions that you think people have yeah. you know about full-time ministry or oh, Let me just not say full-time, mm. let me just say ministry. Yeah um that you encounter on a regular basis and you're like it's not really like that you know mm, mm. yeah some of the misconceptions about uh full time ministry
1: is like i think maybe people think like monday to thursday or monday to friday like we're just sitting in our offices, praising and worshiping the Lord. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is good. Which but, is yeah. great, but we're not. Like yeah. if we, cause if we were to do that, there would be no church news on a Sunday. Yeah. The band wouldn't know what lyrics to sing. Like, so, um, I think some of the misconceptions and look, there are some people that step into full-time ministry and they expect that. But I think I said it to you the other day. I think there's a lot of people that are very spiritual, but they're immature. Mm. Like, maturity allows you to know that two things can be true at the same time. Mm. You can walk and chew chew gum at the same time. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, Like, there's some people that, like, I think going to full-time ministry and they're like, dude, I just want to sit here in my office, sit at his, sit at the Lord's feet. Like, Mm. no dude, we have a zoom meeting at 12, like prepare yourself, make sure you're prepared for that zoom meeting, you know? And so I think some of the misconceptions is that, and and I see it whenever I speak to some other ministry friends that are shocked at the processes we have Mm. processes that even for us, we're like, we're getting tired of them, but we appreciate them. Like the fact that we have a dry run for the service, people are like, "What? <laughs> I'm like you don't? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you guys just pitch on a Sunday and then hope yeah. for the best." Like, no, like we can't hope that the video is gonna play. Mm. We check the vi- we play it. We hear it in the auditorium and yeah. we're like, "Great." So I think there's a there's a there's a misconception of full time industry that it's like it's lax, mm. it's uh uh it's um uh sloppy and and look. I believe that has happened. Like even my approach to Christian hip hop, I always was like, Christian hip hop sucks, bro. Mm. It's not as good. Like I used to go like, guys, it's just, I'm not saying it's not as, I'm not saying it's not spiritual. It's very spiritual, but it doesn't make me want to play it in my car. Yeah. Like it's, it just sucks. Like there was some Christian movies back in the day. I just didn't watch them because yeah. they sucked. And <laughs> the Disney ones were better. Yeah, And like it was, and, and I, I feel we finally as like, Christians worldwide have gone like, look, we can't keep letting people hear average sound, listen Mm. to terrible music, Mm. have bad service, you know, like the, the seats are dirty and stuff just because we're like, no, 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 this is a house of miracles. Yeah, but it can also be clean.
0: Yeah, <laughs> You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> you know, the, the reason that song sounds that way is because we just wanted you guys to hear the room. No, it, t- it sounds terrible through speakers. Mm. There's that part of full-time ministry that people don't understand where it's like, hey, man, because we serve an excellent God, we're going to expect excellence out of you. Not perfection. Mm. We're going to expect excellence out of you and when some people come into full-time ministry and people put an onus on your own personal excellence people become offended because they're going like don't you know that i'm a prophetess or a prophet don't you know that i hear from the lord personally yeah, and yeah. it's like no, no no i'm not doubting that i'm approaching you about that memo that you put out that's full of spelling errors those are two different things. Oh yes. And so some people think that full-time ministry is like an excuse to be sloppy and clumsy and mm. and not prepared and and that's the type of stuff that I've even I had to learn that though. So like I I'm now that I'm sort of I've been in it for a while, I know that right at the beginning I was a little bit like that. Mm. I was late to meetings. I was I wasn't appropriately dressed. Like mm. I know that and I've had to since learn the reason why mm. we pursue excellence is because we serve an excellent god sure you know
0: it makes me wonder like do you think being influential you know like we're in the era of influence you know Mm -hmm. being influencers and all these things do you think it is necessary for a church yeah not no particular church i'm just saying the church of christ yeah Yeah. to be influential you know in all spheres you know like the media the stuff they put out yeah Um, Do you think that that's the route we should go? Because I hear a lot of people, no, we need to do this so that people can relate to it. Mm -hmm. We need to influence them. Yeah. So if so, where do we draw the line also?
1: Yeah. Well, we know that in Matthew, it says that we were called to be salt and light. Yeah. So salt is supposed to add flavor to dull things. Mm. Light is the complete opposite of darkness. Mm. Both salt and light are influential elements. So 100%. Mm. Like, we we've been called to be influential yeah Yeah. um so i know that there are people who are christian that and they are influencers and i don't think that there is anything intrinsically Wrong or evil about that, I yeah. think they should continue to do so. I mean, there's a lot of us who are in different spaces um, that are influ- that are also Christian. There's people that are Christian that are lawyers. Yeah. There's people that are Christian that are doctors. So yeah. I see like people that are influencers that are Christian, I see them the same way. Yeah. I think the trick is when if you're using the platform to like share the word or whatever, mm. it's important that the person lives a life that is consistent with what they're saying on those platforms. Yeah. Otherwise, if we see you on your platform, speaking the word, you know, mm. sharing all sorts, using Christian ideas, mm. using Christian quotes, you know, taking, a, a, taking something out of Proverbs and making it a cool graphic from Canva yeah. and posting it for likes, then we see you drinking Mm. or smoking weed mm. like out in real life I think that's a problem mm. that is an issue that's sure. a big issue that I have so I think cons- consistency in our character consistency in what we communicate is just very very important mm.
0: that's so true and I think it's an ongoing conversation yeah. um, that I have with my friends as well like yo, we're representing Christ you know yep. at the end of the day like it's not, it's not unfortunate but <laughs> Once you accept Christ, mm. you have to accept the responsibility as well, and I think that's not something we talk about as well. That yeah. okay, yes, you're saved; you're not going to hell, and all this. And yeah, you, but you're taking on responsibility right now. Mm. You're signing up for something. You know, yeah.
1: if it didn't cost you anything, it probably means nothing.
0: Yeah, it has to cost you something. Yeah,
1: like like people, because we've we've been unfortunately duped. By people to go like, dude, dude. Once you're Christian, then like, once you're saved, then once saved, always saved. Yeah. No, my friend, there <laughs> are things. There are things that we have to do. Mm. We have to die daily. Mm. We have to die daily to ourselves, to our desires, to our sometimes our own passions, our own sometimes to our personal dreams. dreams. Yeah. And some people aren't willing to do that, and I'm like, my man, if it didn't cost you anything, it probably doesn't mean anything to you either.
0: Yeah. you know, do you ever do you ever get tempted to just etch out your own pathway? You know, because yeah. now you know what you're called to do, uh-huh. but you're not ignorant of what you could become yeah. as well. Yeah. you know, you know what you can be if you don't walk what you uh, in what you're called to do. You know, yeah. do you ever get tempted to be like? Because ah, I know we have a conversation. Mm. Usually, we're like, ah, if we didn't have models, we do <laughs> our own thing, like we said just now. But <laughs> yeah. Do you ever get that temptation, like, if Mm. I had it my way, I would just run and do this or whatever? It it is
1: there, but you see, for me, like Apostle Theolo says, it's either the Bible is real or it's not to you. Mm. And so I believe in some of the ideals in the Bible. One of those being, you have no authority unless you're under authority.
0: Hundred percent.
1: So I believe in that. I believe in being under authority. I believe mm. there's a lot of freedom in that. I believe there's a lot of protection in that. And so immediately once I go like, yeah, I think I could. Okay, but with who? With who's covering? Like with who? If if I'm gonna do that, I don't ever not want to be undercover. Mm. I don't. I don't want to ever be doing things my own way, from a spiritual sense. Like like not hearing from the Lord. One but from an actual, in real life, physical sense, like, mm. hey Clive, like, who's your covering? I don't wanna be these like, and, it, and we've seen it. We've seen these guys that are not tied to anything. They don't yeah. have a home church, yeah. but they've got a big following on Instagram or whatever the thing is. They do their own thing, but they're not held accountable by anybody. And that's mm. the issue. It's an mm. accountability thing. Yeah. And so I always wanna be accountable. I always wanna be sitting even on platforms like yours, thinking, how is the next thing I'm gonna say gonna affect those i'm accountable to yeah i always want that yeah 100%. because you're i just can't be out there <laughs>
0: saying and doing whatever this mind wants yeah it's, can't do that bro. yeah has being in the church like i'm just thinking about this now has mm-hmm. being in the church or working for the church if i could put it that way uh-huh affected your view of church uh
1: yeah mm. it has in it has in more positive ways than negative ways. Mm. So before, maybe as, as like a normal congregation member, you're kind of sitting in the pews and you're wondering like, what's going on in the... In the, in the
0: behind that screen. In behind that
1: <laughs> screen, in the hallways and stuff. And what you'll find and what I've found is people that are actively every single day mm. looking at ways to make people's lives better to help people to be there for people to to bring people closer to the lord mm. i've seen that part of church i've 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 seen um the the things that other people don't see i've seen people that i've looked up to be vulnerable with me and and, and not crack under the pressure sure but be honest about the pressure mm. and because i've seen that it's helped me navigate my own life as well. Mm. I would have never seen it if I was necessarily ever in full-time ministry because, again, you never want to, what they call, like, bleed on your sheep. So your pastor, your cell group leader, whoever, can always be vulnerable to a certain extent. Yeah. And so I've been privileged and blessed to be sort of like in the background and have these one-on-one conversations with people and hear things that I would have never heard if Mm. I was... On this side and so it's made me really appreciate the church worldwide it's mm. made me have hope and it's really made me know and believe that what jesus said is true mm. that he
0: will build his church amen you know <laughs> yeah but last question for my last question i know i'm just like um, i have so many questions i want to ask but yeah <laughs> yeah um you're also a content creator mm-hmm uh, in
1: inverted comps
0: though no, please you, oh man like <laughs> you're a content creator comm. like yeah. yes you 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 wear many hats let me oh. put it that way but one of the one of the hats is being a content creator you yeah. know do you think um and i'm saying this to say this right earlier on we we're talking about um you're saying like they're christian uh, they're lawyers who happen to be christian and all that stuff yeah. you know so do you think that we as christians like in the times that we're going into you know Mm -hmm. need to do more things that are out there you know to influence people back in yeah you know or should we just pray that Mm -hmm. something changes there in the environment there
1: it's tricky because obviously a lot of people like to quote paul and say i became all things to all men to win a few yeah that's tricky my friend and if you if you're like i'm also gonna are you going to write uh, two thirds of the New Testament? Are you also going to do that, brother? Are you <laughs> go also be? Are you willing to go to jail and be waist deep in, in human excrement and stuff? Yeah. Are you, you know what I mean. Um, I think that there are spaces. Again, there are dark places because of what it says in the Bible that we should be salt and light. Mm. There are dark places that require our light there. Mm. However, I believe there's going to be specific calls that God will put on everybody's lives mm-hmm. in order to go into those dark places. Mm-hmm. So um, is the world, for instance, our world of content specifically dark? No, there's good places uh, on the internet where you can find good and wholesome things, but there's also dark places there. Yeah. Um, do I feel like we, you know, we need to go in there and plunder? I don't think so yeah i i just don't think so not yet um because i don't think that those things i don't know what what platforms for instance i know that they exist i know that they exist but think about it if we're saying okay people are making podcasts uh you know they've got content where they're constantly doing drugs on there and mm. encouraging people to do drugs mm. okay Like, what are we going to do to, to, so even if we start a, uh, if someone has a a channel where all they do is sit and debate the best drugs, okay, Mm. (laughs) like, what are we going to do? Like, we're going to sit and debate the best what, like, that's my issue. My issue is we're always trying to be, we're always trying our best to be the antithesis to something. Mm. We're always trying our best to be, we're the good version of that. And I'm saying that's where the trap is. Mm. i remember going to a, a youth event where uh they played Nicki. it was Nicki minaj super bass mm. but it was a christian one and it was like and i'm not even joking it was something like jesus got that boom 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 and i'm like wow. you see you see it's a it, that i'm saying that's not how we do it guys that mm. is not how we do it mm. the bible says that you, you will know them by their fruits mm. it is the goodness of god that leads men to repentance like, it's those things. It's us, mm. like, in our personal Christian lives, living lives that are fruitful, where we're producing fruit. Mm. That's what's going to win people over. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So the more we sit together like this mm. and tell our testimony, yeah, that is going to bring people in. The 100%. goodness of God is what's going to bring people in. We don't have to be the, the antithesis of everything in order to get into those spaces. I think it's important. We just have to be careful how
0: we do it. Sure. That's perfect way actually to land this, you know. And I like the fact that you were mentioning the scripture a lot as you were talking, Matthew 5, you mm. know, being a, being the salt and the light, you know, yeah. that's one of the scriptures I base this this mm. this podcast on, you know. Yeah. Um we need to be the salt and the light. That's right. Uh but for you, for Clive, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not saying Clive, the one in ministry or whatever, just for you as an individual, what does being a salt or what does being a light in the world mean to you? Yeah. Um, I think, to me, being a
1: light in the world means me being the best version of me. Mm. Um. So, if God has given me certain gifts and certain talents, mm. and the expectation that he has of me with respect to those gifts and talents is, let's say, here... And I'm currently living down here, kind of just resting on my laurels, kind of just going Mm -hmm. with the flow. And instead I'm supposed to be here. Like for me, that's the best, because when I'm doing that, when I'm living in my purpose, when I'm super duper aware of the call God has on my life, I will be able to reach over and begin to be light in those situations. Mm -hmm. However, if I'm still... If I'm again, I know I'm 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 saying a lot of this uh, in terms of like personal work, but like if I'm lazy, if I'm if I'm uninspired, if I'm unmotivated, like mm. I'm gonna be of no use. In fact, Matthew five says that we will be trampled underfoot. By I men, yeah. And Apostle Theo last week said, we'll be trampled underfoot by the people we're supposed to win. Hmm. So we can we can all we want sit around and just be like ah someone else will do it. Someone mm. else will will win those people. Someone else will. We can do that all we want, but just know that we will be trampled underfoot by those people we're supposed to influence. So the best way for me to be light is to continue to do that. Work out my own salvation with fear and trembling. Man. Wake up every single day and make sure that I'm spending time in the word and prayer. Man. Have good friendships around me. Like I need to do, when I'm doing that, my purpose automatically will just, will be such that it'll begin to touch lives. It'll give me the mm. ability, the time the the patience the it'll give me all of that that I need in order to go out and to win the lost and to be real
0: life. Amen. Perfect way to land it, man. Thank it's you awesome. so much, man, for joining me, man. Thank um, you for having me, bro. Yeah, I think this was it's a long time coming, man. We we. Yeah. to have this chat and I'm um, looking forward to what the Lord is going to do for your life man I think yeah it's it's, it's going to be a very interesting ride for you we already had a wild journey uh, so far <laughs> yeah. but thank you so much man for making the time and coming through today man thanks
1: bro by the way season's out right now link in the description below (laughs) like this guy I'm gonna come here and be like hey guys like hey season's is out right now go download and listen to it wherever you can Uh, I have nothing to plug except for your project brother so um, thank you for having me I would love to come back maybe let's not make it a year next time Uh, but I'm keen for part two bro
0: amen